This is a Diet of Brussels. Uh, it's a week until the general election. Uh, so I thought I'd do a short one about voting. How might you vote? What might you think about? The first thing I'd uh, ask you to do is just think about what it is that's important to you in this election. On the one hand, clearly we've got Brexit, and as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last uh, four years or more, uh, you will know that uh, I think Brexit's an important issue, uh, and one which is consequential. But at the same time, there's clearly uh, everything else that's going on, uh, and uh, questions about uh the NHS, about education, about welfare, about infrastructure, about uh, foreign policy, about criminal justice, about anything that uh, countries do uh, in the normal run of things are also going to be at play. So I think one of the things uh, to uh, be, be starting from is what matters most to you. Now, uh, that's uh, very much your choice, but I will make the observation that as we've seen in the three and a half years since the referendum, uh, not a lot has happened in the world of public policy outside of Brexit, and not a whole lot's happened in Brexit, uh, because the Brexit issue has provided a logjam of the Whitehall uh, and Westminster system. There's not been space for ministers and governments to make a big changes or uh, drives on public policy because they spent so much of their time uh, talking uh, instead about how to pursue uh, the withdrawal negotiations under Article 50 uh, and what comes next and all of the politicking that's associated with that, including this general election. So I think maybe one of the things is that until uh, the Brexit... Uh, question is moved on to a next stage, uh, there is not going to be a whole lot of activity. So you might see some tinkering at the edges, but in terms of big projects, uh, you're not going to see that until the Brexit issue is uh, seen through. So there's at least a sequencing issue. It's going to be Brexit and then other stuff, uh, which might be worth thinking about. Now, if you're agnostic about uh, what the UK should do, then uh, you should be thinking more about uh, the programmes that governments have or parties have for uh, the rest of their time uh, in office. And certainly uh, both the Conservatives and Labour, who would seem to be the lead candidates for forming the next government, have uh, lots of ideas and uh, you can find lots of discussion about that elsewhere. Now, if you do care about how Brexit turns out, and I'm guessing you do since you're listening to this, then uh, life becomes a lot more difficult. Remember that still the only three options in Article 50 are leaving with a deal, leaving without a deal, and not leaving. Uh, yes, we can have some more time if we need to go and do some stuff, but ultimately all we're doing right now is uh, choosing between those three options. And those three options are all on the table. So if you want to leave without a deal, then you've got the Brexit party uh, or UKIP, uh, who would go for a clean break Brexit, uh, who just uh, wrap it all up, say we're not even going to try and ratify this withdrawal agreement and walk away. 
If you want to leave with a deal, then you've got the Tories who have their oven ready uh, deal, which is uh, Boris Johnson's text that he didn't get through Parliament uh, uh, last month, uh, which he would uh, seek to push through. And also you have uh, the Labour Party who would go and renegotiate the withdrawal agreement and then give you the choice between having that and not leaving in a referendum. And then if you just don't want to leave, then you've got the Liberal Democrats who would, if they formed the next government, which seems extremely unlikely, uh, then uh, they would just be writing a letter, although probably they'd have to go to court first to check that they didn't have to ask Parliament's approval to do it. But broadly, they'd be saying uh, this is uh, the end of uh, the process uh, and the UK would stay. So after these three and a half years, we still have the same options that we had uh, on uh, the table from uh, the beginning. Now, that says something about how much uh, this debate has or indeed hasn't moved on uh, in that time. But it also speaks to some of the difficulties that are there. None of the options are entirely satisfactory. And so I'm just going to say a little bit about the unsatisfactory nature of each before leaving it to you to, to make a decision. The Conservatives' plan is at once the simplest and the uh, most complicated. Uh, it's the simplest because they have a text, uh, they uh, want to get uh, pushed through Parliament, which is agreed with the EU. Uh, it fits with the decision of the 2016 referendum. Uh, and so in that sense, it is unproblematic. And it would get the UK out of the EU at the end of January. However, it's problematic on a number of levels. Uh, at the more minor, and I say that advisedly, the more minor level, it's problematic because it means the withdrawal agreement bill, uh, which is needed to ratify that, uh, has a number of big implications on the uh, British constitutional settlement, which really won't get any meaningful scrutiny from Parliament because uh, the pressure of time means that there won't be much opportunity for debate and discussion. And so uh, I think there's, there's some issues around that which will only become apparent in the fullness of time should this happen. But the bigger and more immediate problem is that Beyond that withdrawal agreement, there is not a clear plan uh, or a particularly viable looking plan in place. The Tories talk about securing a new future relationship with the EU by the end of 2020. Now, uh, there's no one in the world of negotiations, uh, trade officials, anything like that, uh, I haven't seen anyone who realistically thinks that it is possible to achieve uh, the kind of deal that's been talked about in that time frame unless the UK takes whatever the EU offers. Now, given that the EU looks set to offer something that will involve a role for the Court of Justice, uh, some uh, very uh, preferential arrangements from the EU perspective, uh, on access to markets, 
uh, it will be very difficult for a Tory government under Boris Johnson or indeed anyone else to just say, sure, fine, the most important thing is just getting this done by the end of 2020. Now, uh, again, it's worth uh, revisiting this uh, question of whether is it not simple because the UK and the EU are uh, already aligned in all areas because the UK is a member state uh, up until uh, the day it leaves. Well, yes, there is that. But the issue is not how things are on day one after withdrawal. It's how they are on day 100 or day 1,000. The point of leaving the EU is so that the UK can diverge, and the UK has said that it wants to diverge in a large number of areas in ways that the EU uh, might have problems with. And managing divergence is not really what trade deals are designed to do. They're about managing convergence, and uh, the structures for managing a divergent uh, situation are untried and untested. And so uh, the precedent that would be set by doing this is uh, one that would require some careful thought uh, for fear of uh, setting uh, up uh, some more difficult future conversations. So on the EU side, even if they did have a clear plan, which they don't yet, uh, they might want to be doing this uh, slowly and carefully rather than in a rush to suit a political timetable that has no intrinsic uh, meaning or value. So the Tory plan to get the UK out is um, there. It's quick, it's relatively simple, uh, but what comes after I think is highly problematic and we run the risk that if the UK does not uh, conclude that deal by the end of 2020, which would seem to be likely, and it hasn't asked for an extension of the transition period, then at the end of 2020, we will have, um, in effect, uh, a no-deal situation happening again. And uh, I think that's something which has been talked about but hasn't really been considered. So I think if you're thinking about voting for the Tories, you need to think not just about right now, uh, you need to think that getting Brexit done is not a helpful slogan because it doesn't actually tell you about what is going on. What about Labour? Well, Labour, in contrast, has a, a very complicated uh, policy, but one which is potentially a bit more uh, thoughtful about the future path, but still not without problems. So here the idea would be to go and have a renegotiation on a new Brexit deal, uh, and then to put that in front of the people and say you can either have that as the terms of leaving or uh, you can remain. Now the logic here I think is not necessarily a bad one that uh, Boris Johnson's uh, withdrawal agreement is uh, seen to be problematic in a number of areas and so we should improve that so that if we are leaving we should try and do it on the best possible terms. Uh, and the Labour plan seems to be about trying to set up a, a closer, a much closer, softer Brexit than one envisaged by the Tories. But also having that option to, to remain uh, as we go along. Now, the problem with it is that the renegotiation is very uh, unclear. Uh, almost everything that they talk about in their manifesto is not actually in the withdrawal agreement but in the political declaration because it's about the future relationship rather than about 
the ending of uh, current uh, relations, so the ending of membership. So that uh, is something here which I think is uh, a problem, that the renegotiation at the moment looks as though it would mostly be changes to the political declaration, which is not legally binding, uh, which raises the question, well, most of the withdrawal agreement then stays the same, so what quite was so bad about it that they uh, didn't want to support it when Boris Johnson advanced it. And again, clearly that's uh, an issue for the Conservatives uh, and also for Labour in how they are, are going to uh, position themselves in a referendum debate. I think here also the... Uh, I think it's actually ambivalence on the part of Jeremy Corbyn about how he would campaign in a, uh, a second referendum is, uh, I think, one which uh, also will become problematic. Uh, clearly, there are many in the Labour Party who would hope that a second referendum would produce a Remain uh, result, but uh, that's by no means a given. And if Jeremy Corbyn is umming and ahhing, uh, then that might make that very uh, difficult. Beyond that, uh, if we do have uh, the UK leaving, uh, we would then have something that would be presumably a much more flexible uh, and realistic timescale for trying to arrange that future relationship. Um, potentially part of the renegotiation that Labour would do would be about making the transition period uh, longer so that uh, the, the necessary negotiations could take place without the risk of a no-deal uh, outcome. So in that sense it's probably more future-proof but it comes with a degree of uh, uncertainty about what the future path is uh, and if you've been tired of hearing about Brexit then the thought of another referendum may well be one that uh, you find uh, problematic because then you'll be hearing about it and a whole lot more and probably to no great effect. The Liberal Democrats offer uh, a different model, as I've mentioned, which is uh, here we uh, are going to be just uh, moving towards uh, revoking Article 50 um, in the event that they form the next government. Working on the basis that they don't, then they would be supporting a second referendum in the same way that uh, the SNP, uh, Clyde Cymru, uh, the Greens all would want to do. Now, again, in that context, there is less uh, commitment in terms of what kind of renegotiation they might be pushing for of the withdrawal agreement. Their main priority is really to make sure that there's a referendum with a remain option on the cards uh, and uh, with uh, active campaigning to remain. So uh, again, in practical terms, none of these parties are going to get Remain just by you voting for them, but they are going to be pushing for uh, a referendum in which you have the option to leave or to remain. But again, depending on how they pair up, whether that's with the Labour or with the Conservative uh, point of view, uh, you may find that there are other options of referendum questions other than uh, an improved deal or uh, a remain option. So uh, here I think you've got a bit less certainty about how that works, but still you would have a path that leads to another referendum. 
And then, you know, uh, you've got uh, the Brexit and uh, UKIP position, which is, uh, sod this for a game of soldiers, let's just stop it now, hit it on the head and move on. And uh, certainly that appeals to uh, some people who are sick and tired of Brexit, uh, as I think we all are at some point. Um, the problem here is that neither party really has a plan about what they're going to do with the EU. Largely there is a view that it just disappears uh, once we leave and they will be glad to do anything uh, that we want with them. Now I don't think that's a particularly realistic uh, or reasonable position and uh, I think again it points to this problem that leaving is not the end of UK-EU relations. So taken in the round you have a lot of choice nationally. Uh, I say that with a caveat because uh, I'm aware that in many constituencies you have an absence of some uh, or several uh, candidates from the uh, main parties because of electoral pacts or because of the Brexit party deciding not to stand candidates. Uh, so you have uh, a degree of uncertainty. I think one thing here is to be thinking partly about your constituency situation but also about the national picture and this is really where we come into questions of uh, tactical voting. Um, the party you might want to win or to form the next government may not be a viable option in your constituency. So I think then you do need to think about what it is that you are trying to achieve uh, in all of this. Now, largely, this is a concern for those who don't want the Conservatives to form the next government, uh, because the Tories are ahead in the polls, they have uh, the clearest potential to form uh, the next government, which means that uh, it's about how the other parties sort themselves out uh, in dis distributing their votes. There are lots of really good uh, tactical voting uh, websites uh, out there that can give you advice. If you want an overview, uh, there's been some really good work done by one of our former guests here on the podcast, John Worth, uh, who's done a whole series of videos. And if you go to his website, which is uh, j-o-n-w-o-r-t-h dot e-u, johnworth.eu, uh, he has a really good little guide uh, about what it all says. Now, all of those things are ones which are your choice. Um, I'm under no obligation not to make a recommendation, but uh, I am going to recommend that you think about how you vote. Um, we know uh, that one of the things that has marked out Brexit so far in the UK has been that we've tended to focus on the here and now, what's happening right now. Um, what's the crisis, so on, rather than thinking about the bigger picture. I'd really invite you to think about that bigger picture and what it is you want to achieve. So thinking about what it is that happens now, but also about what happens after now. I think we're going to find that how it, this uh, election turns out next week, we might solve one problem, uh, but we create a whole lot more of the uh, kinds of problems that we've been working through and fighting through uh, in recent years. So be thoughtful, ask questions, uh, look at the manifestos that are there, look at tactical voting websites. If you want to stop the Tories uh, uh, getting a majority, vote Tory if you want the Tories to win. Uh, 
And broadly, uh, I think those are the, the two bits of advice that I can give. We'll be talking about the results uh, at the end of next week, as we know more. Uh, doubtless something exciting will happen that will throw another spanner in the works. Uh, but you'd be surprised if that wasn't uh, the case. Anyway, happy voting. Do vote, uh, if nothing else, uh, because voting matters. And encourage your friends and family to vote uh, wherever possible. Uh, I'll talk to you next week.